According to a recent government survey, one-third of doctors and one-half of nurses in Canada say they were reluctant to take the experimental COVID shots. This was made worse by the fact that studies continue to come out showing that the COVID injections were unsafe, untested, and unable to actually protect people. The Toronto District School Board says the education system is a product of whiteness and colonialism. Environment Canada wants to invest money in Bill Gates-inspired sun-blocking climate technology. Our goal, as always, is to bring you news, culture, and politics from a distinctly Christian, conservative, and Canadian perspective. It's February 27th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. This is Liberty Dispatch News Brief. Burnt coffee is bitter. But you know what else is bitter? Drinking coffee you purchase from people who hate you and your way of life. Stop buying coffee from people who hate you. Instead, you should buy your coffee from Resistance Coffee. Resistance Coffee is back roasting delicious fuel for freedom. Try some fossil fuel, a custom blended dark roast for those who enjoy a bold flavor without the burnt aftertaste of communism. Or how about Trigger Happy? a smooth, single-origin, medium roast from Brazil for the truth-tellers. Head over to resistancecoffee.com. We're thrilled to partner with Resistance Coffee and offer our listeners and supporters 10% off your orders at checkout. Use promo code LIBERTY10. That's resistancecoffee.com, promo code LIBERTY10, the word liberty, the number 10. Get fueled for the resistance today. Let's get into some news. Blacklock's reporter has obtained the results of an in-house survey done by the Public Health Agency of Canada. According to the report, quote, 59% of healthcare workers reported some degree of hesitancy in their decision to get vaccinated, close quote. The report added that 31% of doctors and 54% of nurses surveyed admitted, quote, some level of hesitancy, close quote. Here are some of the quotes from those who actually took the survey. Now, keep in mind, as I read these, these are doctors and nurses, and they might, in fact, be your doctors and your nurses. Quote, you had to get them to keep your job. They were developed in a matter of months, and that's being handed out like candy. I have a family and a mortgage. I was like, what would I be able to do to make the same amount of money and provide for my family? Close quote. This is from the Epic Times. Quote, researchers found that concerns around the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines were among the largest factors contributing to vaccine hesitancy. Despite vaccine uptake being so high in Canada, the report found that 76% of healthcare professionals, 71% of allied health workers, and 58% of auxiliary health workers said they became infected with the disease anyways. The Public Health Agency of Canada said the report's findings were significant. As a priority group for vaccination, evaluating the real-world COVID-19 vaccines uptake and performance among HWs, that's healthcare workers, is critical for understanding these behavioral and attitudinal decisions, the report said, close quote, to which I think Health Canada probably replied, It doesn't matter why they were hesitant. We did what was necessary to make a lot of money and gain power. And we'll do a similar thing when we feel the population would be compliant again. That's my guess. That's the, the heart response from Health Canada. Now, all of this 
has to be seen in light of a recent study out of Canada released just within the last two weeks. The study is titled, quote, COVID-19 vaccines and adverse events of special interest, a multinational global vaccine data network cohort study of 99 million vaccinated individuals, close quote, quite the title. The study's scope was over eight countries. The study, quote, observed a higher incidence of Jelaine Barr syndrome after vaccination compared with the background incidence, a substantially higher than expected rate of immune thrombotopenia following vaccination, significantly higher risks of myocarditis following the first, second, and third doses, as well as pericarditis after the first, third, and fourth dose in the zero to 42 days risk period, close quote. What's the study's conclusion? Quote, while our study confirmed previously identified rare safety signals following COVID-19 vaccination and contributed evidence on several other important outcomes, further investigation is warranted to confirm associations and assess clinical significance, close quote, to which many of us reply, this investigation was needed at the front end. Before they, as that one doctor survey said, rolled this stuff out like candy, there should have been ample testing, ample investigation beforehand. That was not the case, hence why the doctors and nurses were so hesitant, hence the damage and carnage done by these experimental shots. Now, Bright Light News has something to say about this. They interviewed Dr. Malone, who, for those of you who don't know, is the inventor of mRNA technology, where he discussed, and these were his words, quote, the contamination of the vaccines with fragments of DNA from plasmids. These are circular replicating bacterial DNA fragments that are used for manufacturing in the new manufacturing process that was apparently jammed through with very little oversight or thought or optimization, close quote. Now, Dr. Malone in this interview asserts that this was dangerous and that the plasmids can cause, quote, a toxic shock response, which can result in death, seizures, loss of consciousness, vascular collapse, etc. close quote. Dr. Malone also said that this was known by health agencies but kept from the public and not revealed before jab mandates were rolled out. Now, one last story from the Western Standard here on some of this lingering COVID insanity. Quote, a South Australian court has ordered employees who mandated COVID-19 vaccines, for, sorry, employers who mandated COVID-19 vaccines, vaccines for their employees will be held legally liable for injuries caused by the jab. The Employment Tribunal ordered compensation for SA government employee Daniel Shepard, 44 years old, who developed pericarditis after being mandated to have a third dose of the vaccine in February 2022 per ABC News. An SA government spokesman said the court's decision will be considered, as would the Emergencies Act. This decision means that if the state government employees required to become vaccinated as part of their job, and they fall within the very small cohort of people who experience an adverse reaction to a vaccine, any injury they experience may be covered by workers' compensation laws, the spokesman said per ABC. 
This is consistent with ordinary principles of workers' compensation, which ensure that workers are given appropriate support for injuries which arise from their employment, close quote. This is what I want to say about all of this. It is clear that our health professionals in large number were hesitant and reluctant to took the jab, and they did so anyways. And I would argue this would be the case across industries. This is police, military, teachers. My guess would be there's a high level of reluctance. Now, some of you might hear that and say, well, that's actually good because these reluctant people, it clearly shows that they were a little objective in assessing the shots, but took it anyways. I would actually argue this is bad news in that the vast majority of people who were reluctant about taking the COVID shots did so anyways, which, and this might sting a little bit, ultimately shows a lack of principle, a lack of character, a lack of integrity, a lack of resilience, and a lack of willingness to pay the cost for being true to your beliefs and to your conscience. So these are our doctors. These are our nurses. These are our police officers. These are our firefighters. This is our military. Having made compromised decisions, knowing now, I mean, it is overwhelmingly evident now that these jabs are unsafe. They do not protect you. They were not properly tested. Trillions of dollars exchanged hands and the population suffers for it. So this is a reminder for us moving forward with the subsequent public health emergencies. Resolve now that you will be bold and you will hold the line and not give in because the consequences are rather disastrous. Moving on. What would Canada be if it wasn't an absolute woke hot mess? Isn't that what Canada is now? Well, if it weren't that, it would be a normal country. But instead... Canada is a gross den of ghouls and sexual deviants, and that's just the federal cabinet. We're not even working down to other positions. The Toronto District School Board has gone hard with its virtue signaling. This is from the Toronto Sun reporting on the garbage coming out of the TDSB, or as I want to refer to it now, the Toronto Deviancy and Sodomite Board. I think that's a more accurate way of describing the TDSB, not the Toronto District School Board. I think I think my acronym is better. After all, I might as well get my shots in before Bill C-367 gains ground in Parliament. So they can't put me in prison yet. So I might as well, I might as well go for it. So this is from the Toronto Sun. Quote, the radicals at the Toronto District School Board are at it again, reminding us all that education is a colonial structure and that white supremacy must be dismantled in our schools. The new document titled Facilitating Critical Conversations should really be called Facilitating Critical Race Theory because that is what this is pushing. Schooling in North America is inherently designed for the benefit of the dominant culture, i.e. white, middle class, or middle upper class, male, Christian, cisgender, heterosexual, able-bodied, neurotypical, etc. reads the latest document under the heading titled Core Beliefs. I'll just break from the quote for a second here. That's me, apparently. I'm the dominant culture, and everything benefits me. So, oopsie, my bad. Continuing. Education is a colonial structure that centers whiteness and Eurocentricity, and therefore it must be actively decolonized, the activist teachers behind the document write. White supremacy is a structural reality that impacts all students 
and must be discussed and dismantled in classrooms, schools, and community, close quote. I'll note that the only reason why we have classrooms, schools, hospitals, orphanages, advances in science, medicine, technology, democracy, legal systems, and general peace and order in our culture is because of those evil, evil Euro-Christian heterosexual men and women throughout the ages who've given us the glorious fruit of Western civilization built upon biblical principles. Irony of ironies, of course, that's what you'd expect from the progressives. Now, maybe you haven't heard me say this before, but, but two things. First of all, get your children the heck out of state-funded Marxist indoctrination centers. Don't wait until June. Do it today. Now. Right now. Second, if you are a Christian and you work in the public board, I think it's time for you to look for a new job. I think that the end of your career is soon approaching, and you'll either suffer a greater loss down the road or be forced to compromise, and you don't want to put yourself in that position. Third, if you love Christ and you live in Toronto, leave. Toronto has become Sodom and Gomorrah and Jerusalem in AD 70. Just as the angels told Lot to flee, and just like Jesus told his disciples to flee, it's time to leave Toronto and not look back, lest you be turned into a pillar of salt. So you might be thinking, that's harsh, Andrew. Okay, do you need another reason? No problem. I got you covered. How about this doozy from the post-millennial? Now, disclaimer, you should pause it if little ears are present. Come back and listen to it later. Just make sure that you don't have little ears around to hear what I'm about to read. Quote, a Canadian high school sent students home with condoms, wooden penises, and a sexually explicit pornographic book about gay sex as part of its sex education curriculum, according to Redux. The incident occurred at Verdon Collegiate Institute in Manitoba, Canada. Janine Stephanie Penner is a mother and one of the teens, mother of one of the teen students who received the items. Penner explained that her son in grade 10 was given a gay porn graphic flip book at school as a method of learning how to use condoms and in addition received 15 condoms and a wooden pecker for practice. Those were her words. The book distributed to students is called Who's Got a Condom, according to Penner. That's a, I remember reading Catcher in the Rye and Maniac McGee and Animal Farm. How far we've fallen with who's got the condom. That's, that's the literature our kids are reading now in public schools. Have I said get your kids out of public schools? Have I said that yet? Get your kids out of state-funded Marxist indoctrination centers. What on earth are you waiting for? Continuing. Both the front and back of the book include a sexually graphic image of an older male laying nude with a condom on a younger male, also nude, about to engage in a sex act. The book then shows the two male individuals having sex. The younger male climbs on top of the elder male and they begin to thrust, according to the book. Close quote. I don't know what more you need, friends. I don't know what else you need until that switch is flipped and you get your kids the heck out of state-funded schools. 
if this doesn't do if if at this point you're still thinking no 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 it's it's good or it's redeemable or my kids are missionaries or our cost of living we need the two jobs i don't know what it's going to take i th- i think you're i think you're a lost cause and i'm truly concerned for the spiritual emotional and psychological well-being of your children cuz you it's not just about handing them over to caesar you're not just handing them over to caesar anymore you are now handing them over to satan you as a parent by doing this it would probably be better for you to tie a big rock around your neck and thrust yourself into the sea because of what you're exposing your children to i know that is strong did you just hear what i read did you just hear the stories that we covered about what's going on in public schools i'm sorry for the strength but it must be said this is the last story of woke nonsense that we want to cover because after all what's wokeism if it's not a massively hypocritical set of lenses through which to view the world this is from true north news quote prime minister justin trudeau held a three-day cabinet retreat in hamilton last year that ultimately cost taxpayers over three hundred and five thousand dollars bringing the total cost of three federal government affordability retreats to more than one million dollars in a single year Newly obtained documents acquired by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation through an access to information request revealed that Trudeau and his cabinet ministers spent $305,000 on a three-day retreat to combat inflation and the high cost of living for Canadians last January. Trudeau announced at the time of the retreat that it was going to be an opportunity to build on our continued efforts to make life more affordable for the middle class and people working hard to join it. It was really important. It was really important for me to get that kind of direct fingertip feel of what is happening with the Canadian economy and what Canadians are feeling. Finance Minister Christia Freeland told reporters in Vancouver at the time she has no idea what Canadians are feeling. She has no idea what Canadians are going through. She has no idea how to be a finance minister, and she has no understanding of basic economic principles. The hypocrisy of $1 million spent over the course of three affordability retreats designed to make life more affordable for Canadians is that the wasting of this money is in fact making life less affordable for you and for me. That's the wokeness that is Canada. Did you know that Salesforce, HubSpot, and MailChimp have been censoring Christian and conservative voices? SalesNexus is the only email marketing solution engineered to protect your freedom of speech. SalesNexus is everything your team needs in one easy-to-use package. SalesNexus has the tools to measure and automate everything. Try SalesNexus free for 30 days and get two users for the price of one with promo code SUCCESS. So let's wrap up with some climate news. Environment Canada has officially become a member of the League of Supervillains with plans to invest in a scheme that is quite literally a mix between Lex Luthor and Gru from Despicable Me. So this is from the counter signal, and I can imagine Environment Canada sitting behind their spinning chairs with hairless cats on their lap and with 
sharks with laser beams attached to their heads. This from the counter signal. Quote, Environment and Climate Change Canada released a five-year plan aiming to curb climate change by investing in technologies that literally block out the sun, something that Bill Gates and George Soros have been encouraging for years. The idea was outlined in the Science Strategy 2024 to 2029 plan released by the ECCC. The Liberals' report reveals a plan to understand the potential for climate engineering and determine the implications of technologies that aim to deliberately alter the climate system, typically to counteract climate warming. Example, solar radiation modification, marine geo geoengineering, carbon dioxide removal techniques. Environment Canada is also experimenting with cloud whitening, which uses sea salt to brighten the clouds above the ocean to increase electricity and reduce solar absorption. Some critics claim that the use of aerosols in our stratosphere could make climate change worse, damage the ozone layer, and pose other unknown health concerns. The Carnegie Climate Governance Initiative warned that if the process suddenly stopped, it could cause rapid temperature rise that would be disruptive to human society and be dangerous for many species. Other risks include changes to rain patterns, UV levels, animal life cycles, and plant growth. Others, like Daniel Schrag, director of the Harvard University Center for the Environment, admit that the idea of blocking out the sun could be a terrible idea, but still insist that it's needed. He says, doing this sounds like a terrible idea, and it may be a terrible idea, except for the alternative, which is what we're going, sorry, which is that we're going to let the earth roast Shrog said last year, close quote. Now, I'm no, I'm no climate expert, but I'm pretty sure the earth is going to roast is not a technical scientific term. I'm pretty sure that is a narrative driving hyperbolic term designed to elicit some sort of fear response in you. But I highly doubt the earth roasting is a measurable scientific amount. Thank you, Daniel Shrog. And also... Isn't this exactly the sort of things that supervillains do in movies and in comics, right? What are we going to do? We're going to block out the sun so that they can't live. It, this, of course, it's a terrible idea. Of course, it's a of course, it's going to go bad. Of course, it's going to ruin everything. And what's the alternative? It's going to be warmer. Oh no, oh no. The alternatives. The alternative is a greener Earth and increase in crop and vegetation and and produce production production oh no we're going to have more fruit and more vegetables and they're going to be bigger and better if the world gets a little bit warmer that's the alternative but not for these fear-mongering climate cult alarmists no 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 for them we have to block out the sun this last story comes to us from rebel news again on on brand with the uh, climate alarmism quote minister bonnardell's introduction to bill 50 aimed at promoting resilience to disasters has sparked considerable debate over the potential implications for rights and freedoms in Quebec. This bill, resembling the Public Health Act, proposes granting exceptional powers to the government during natural disasters with renewal every 10 days. However, concerns are mounting, raising questions about the possibility of a future climate 
lockdown. During the pandemic, the Public Health Act enabled the enforcement of stringent measures, including the controversial curfew, which faced legal challenges, yet was upheld by the Court of Quebec. Now, with the prospect of similar emergency powers extended to environmental crises, discussions about democratic integrity and individual freedoms are intensifying. Jerome Blanchet-Gravel, editor-in-chief and president of Libre Media, delved into these concerns in his recent article titled The Noose Titans Around Freedoms in Quebec. He pointed out three alarming trends contributing to the erosion of rights and freedoms in Quebec. Blanchet-Gravel highlighted the normalization of states of emergency, citing Minister Bonnardel's proposed bill as a concerning expansion of emergency powers. He cautioned against the gradual erosion of freedoms under the guise of responding to exaggerated threats such as those posed by climate change, close quote. Well, there you have it, friends. You are all up to date. Here is your three-point Baptist sermon takeaway for the episode. First, pull your kids out of public schools. Second, don't trust anything from the legacy media or the health establishment. Third, you were right about COVID. So remember that the next time the crisis comes. Remember these three things, and you'll be off to a great start, my friends. Until next time, Galatians 5.1. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week, and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.